Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Truth and Charity. This actually comes from our Shareathon episode. So during the midst of our Shareathon, we had Bishop in here, and so we did kind of a mashup of Truth and Charity and Shareathon. And uh, there's a couple of things that we actually ended up editing out of here, so it wasn't too redundant, repeating things throughout the show. And so one of them was something Bishop agreed to do as a incentive for donors. Right. We're super grateful that Bishop agreed to do this. What he said was, as we progress towards our fundraising goal for the hour, for every $1,000 that we raise, he was going to record for a future episode of Truth and Charity a set of reflections for that particular set of mysteries for the rosary. So thankfully, we reached our goal. Spoiler actually, alert. Yeah. <laughs> we, we actually raised more than $4,000 for the station during the spring share during Bishop's Hour. Yeah. And so that means for an upcoming episode, looks like for the May 23rd episode of Truth and Charity, we will have Bishop going through all of the mysteries of the rosary and then offering a brief reflection on each one. So it's going to be great that that's going to air in May, the month of Mary. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And we also want to especially thank Nick Harris, who was in the studio at the time. He did a lot of work on the back end, contacting people and getting some pledges and donations ahead of time. So that was all set to go. Thanks also to all of those that did make a donation during that hour. And if you would like to support Redeemer Radio to support Truth and Charity, if you enjoy this show and you'd like to give back a little something, you can go online, RedeemerRadio.com. You can donate through there or through the app. You can actually even text us that you'd like to pledge a donation. You can just text the Holy Cross College text line at 260-436-9598. It's the same number that you use to submit your questions. You can let us know that you'd like to donate. And also just please keep us in your prayers. We appreciate that as well as we work to spread the good news of Jesus Christ through the Fort Wayne South Bend Diocese and beyond. We appreciate it. And so without further ado, here's our special Shareathon Truth and Charity mashup episode. Hello, Kyle. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Also, we have with us Nick Harris, who always helps out with our Bishop Hour here, and uh, Mary Schmitz, the producer of Truth and Charity. If you're listening on 95.7, we are, are kind of doing something a little special because we are in the midst of the Fort Wayne share and so we invite you. We had a really great share last week in 95.7 listening area. Thank you for everybody for your time and your donations, your support of Redeemer Radio. Uh, if you missed a chance to donate during then and you, and you want to do so now, uh, we're doing share on both stations right now. Uh, before we get into this too much, we'd like to begin in prayer, and uh, we have St. Mark as our patron for this share because his feast day is today. Is today. Yes. Yes. Why don't we pray uh, through the intercession of St. Mark the Evangelist? Great. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O glorious St. Mark, through, through the, the grace of God, God our Father, Father you, you became, became a great evangelist, evangelist preaching the good news of Christ. Christ. Your gospel, based on the teachings of St. Peter, describes the nearness of the kingdom and lives transformed through encounters with Jesus. Please intercede for the mission of Redeemer Radio so that we may continue to proclaim the good news to all who come across our station. We join our prayers to yours, asking that every person who listens will encounter the love of Jesus and be transformed. Gracious Lord, you provided all St. Mark needed to fulfill his mission. We entrust all the needs of Redeemer Radio and the intentions of all who join our mission to your perfect providence. Amen. 
In, in the, the name Father, of the Father, and of the Son, Son and of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, right. Kyle, yes. I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, today's the Feast of St. Mark. Uh-huh. Um, I just want to kind of give you a little test of how much you know about your faith and okay. about St. Mark. <laughs> All right. You know, I, I like to do this because you usually ask me questions. Right, right, right. You know, St. Mark was called whose interpreter? Which apostle did he uh, record from? Would it be St. Peter? Exactly. But, okay. of course, that was in our prayer, so that was good. Did, he, did, <laughs> did you know, and, and uh, Kyle, uh, did Mark know St. Paul? Oh. Uh, I don't know. I would guess uh, maybe they had run into each other at some point. <laughs> Yes, he okay. Mark accompanied Paul on his first missionary journey. Oh. We read about that in the Acts of the Apostles. And you know what happened near the end of that missionary journey? No. Mark abandoned him, which huh. really upset St. Paul. We don't know exactly why, but uh yeah. whose whose cousin was Mark, by the way? He was a cousin of which person in the Acts of the Apostles, Kyle? Yeah. Uh Ananias. I don't even uh, know if that's somebody. Barnabas. 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 Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Barnabas got upset with Paul because Paul was upset with Mark. Mary's so you... getting a kick out of this. By the way. She's, she's loving it. <laughs> Google it real quick on your computer. Yeah. But you know, the good news is they reconciled because when you read Paul's letters, we find out that Paul refers to him as his coworker and speaks positively about Paul. So anyhow, great. just wanted to see, just wanted to test. And yeah, learn something. We learned something, That's great. yeah. And we and, learn something on Truth and Charity every Wednesday at noon. Yeah. I, I do, at least. And you know, the know tradition says, after Peter's death, uh, Mark left Rome and went to Alexandria in Egypt and founded the church in Alexandria. Huh. Even today, the Christians in, in Egypt, they celebrate the liturgy that's called the Liturgy of St. Mark. Wow. Yeah, he was martyred there in a town outside Alexandria. So there's a lot more about Mark, but but you know it's good for us to to learn more about our faith and to see if, you, if people have perhaps have seen that the movie on Saint Paul, where you have Luke, yeah. who was prominent. It was surprising to me that they didn't have Saint Peter or Mark in right. that movie, but it was a similar relationship. You know, the way Luke helped Paul and and recorded things, and of course Mark recorded uh, the recollections of St. Peter about the life of Jesus and the words of Jesus. So we're very grateful to have the gift of the Gospel of St. Mark. It's the shortest gospel. Most think it's the oldest gospel. It's very straightforward. And of course, in this year B, uh, we hear throughout this year uh, readings from the Gospel of Mark. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's one of my favorite things about Truth and Charity is I, I like that we get to have a conversation about whatever's happening in the church at the time but inviting people to submit their own questions. Yeah. Does that make you nervous ever? Not really. I enjoy <laughs> the questions. You know, it's interesting, Kyle. You know, some of the questions are about things going on in the church or in the diocese, and they're easy. And I, I love sharing about what's going on in the, in the diocese, all the good things. Uh, but then there's sometimes there's some pretty tough questions, you know, yeah. theological, that really get me thinking. Uh-huh. But that's good. I love that, you know. And hopefully I do a decent job answering them. But if it's too difficult, I'll just ask you to help me out. So. <laughs> right. We've seen how that works with St. Mark. Well, hey, I should mention, we've received our first two pledges already for the hour. We've got $130 in. Um, Jan and Nick are both thankful for the Latin Mass at Sacred Heart. Uh, Nick is thankful for authentication of the new relics. 
Uh, note to Bishop Rhodes. Yeah, because they have a, quite a collection of relics at uh, Sacred Heart okay. Parish in Fort Wayne. Uh, very impressive. So you're welcome, and, and uh, thank you for those uh, pledges to Redeemer Radio. Do you remember the first time that you were ever on Catholic Radio, maybe in Pennsylvania, would it have been? You know what? That's a good question. I don't recall because we were just getting the Catholic radio station off the ground when I got transferred. Mm -hmm. So I don't even think it had begun the programming until I was already in Indiana. Okay. But I love having it here. Did they they recruit you as soon as you got here to be on air for something? Pretty, Pretty quickly. You know, I love having the show. I mean, how long has it been that we've had the Truth and Charity show? This is actually episode 40. So it's been almost a year. Almost a year. And doing a weekly show. Yep. Yeah. I enjoy it. I hope our listeners do. I I know a lot of people will come up to me and say, oh, Bishop, I listen to you on on, uh, Redeemer Radio. So I'm really happy to do it, you know. Why do you like it? What I mean, because it's work for you. You go through and and prepare things to talk about, uh, answers to questions and things like that. Yeah. You know, it's a way to exercise my office as teacher, Mm -hmm. as the, the chief catechist of the diocese. So it's a, it's a way that I can hopefully proclaim the gospel to more people. So I see it really as part of my vocation. So the evangelizing task of the bishop, and I'm, I just love the opportunity. And as you mentioned, you know, a lot of people have found it helpful. If that's something that you've found helpful, uh, part of our local programming is is to be able to evangelize and to equip you to then go to evangelize as well. And so if that's been helpful, please uh, support us. This is our big fundraiser is share and this is how we get the funds to be able to do this from week to week and to be able to bring Mariam on board to, to be the producer of Truth and Charity. Best job ever. <laughs> when they asked you if you'd be interested in that, was that a surprise? It was a surprise, but it came at the exact perfect moment. Um, my youngest was just about to start kindergarten, and so I was looking for something to keep me more occupied during the day while he was going to be at school. Uh-huh. And this fits right in with my background in news, radio news, and it wasn't even a question of let me let me pray about it. It was an automatic, <laughs> you betcha, I will, I will do it. So, yeah, it's been great. Mariam, I'm so grateful. I I think you do a great job preparing for my show because I don't know if the listeners know, besides giving me the questions that come from viewers, you also provide the ideas for what I can talk about. You know, you come up with some great, great ideas. So I'm grateful to that, you know. Thank you. It's it's a dream job. It really is because I look just to see what's coming up in the liturgical calendar, if there's a feast day coming up or if there's... Uh, especially interesting gospel reading and I think to myself it would be great to hear Bishop talk about <laughs> uh-huh. the prodigal son yeah, you know right. and so who else gets that opportunity it's it's a uh, unique yeah. unique for me so I really enjoy it you know another thing is the questions that come from listeners you know why I like that so much too is it helps me to know what's on people's minds right. you know when we get when I get those questions and they'll ask questions that sometimes I haven't really thought much about and, you know, it's great to get me thinking about things. Right. Yeah. We had a uh, donation came in from Barbara who donated online and said, I'm a volunteer, South Bend 95.7. Thanks for listening, Barbara, and, and donating. We appreciate your support. She said, I would like to ask the bishop if he plans to record a CD as a Christmas gift to all his flock. Well, you know, that idea came up sometime, some months ago, and I really like the idea. And I, I'm glad for that reminder. 
perhaps that will be something I'll be able to do. Some years ago, I uh, gave a gift of a book, a Matthew Kelly book, that was several years ago, and uh-huh. then also a CD of Matthew Kelly one year to all the families of the diocese. So this idea of actually recording a CD myself or some other, I, I think when I talked to our communications department, they were wondering if that was the best mode of doing it or because, you know, with social media, there might be another mode sure, besides a CD. Sure, so yeah. we still have to discuss that. Now, is this you singing uh, like NSYNC songs <laughs> and Backstreet Boys? You're getting, that- you're getting back at me for my <laughs> quizzing you on St. Mark. <laughs> Kyle knows how terrible a singer I am. <laughs> no, <right>? I know. <laughs> you didn't know that? I, as, I assume your voice is, is like the angels. The only thing that I can sing well is the through him, with him, in him at practice. mass. It's because of practice. That's, yeah, practice. Exactly. <laughs> Once I... Uh, tried to sing the preface at mass and i really encourage our priest because it's good to sing and um there was the music director at saint pius and granger who helped me to prepare to sing this i forget what it was some bit oh it was a televised mass so i prepared and i felt i had it down it was a disaster i was <laughs> off key i'm on television and of course the worse i sang the the more nervous i got because i knew it was on tv and i said i'm never doing this again yeah <laughs> do you have a, a favorite uh, set i keep calling them sets but there's yeah, a, the glorious the four rosaries um the luminous yeah uh, i i would say it varies for me i don't think i have a favorite i mean there's certain times in my life where uh, certain mysteries have more meaning, you know, um, certainly the sorrowful mysteries in times of mourning and, you know, but no, I, I, I love them all. I, I'm very grateful that Pope John Paul II, St. John Paul II, uh, instituted the luminous mysteries because there was kind of that gap before where we didn't have that meditation on that earthly ministry of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So the mysteries of light, the luminous mysteries, have really grown to appreciate kind of fills in to make the whole rosary truly a compendium of the gospel yeah well bishop what do you like about radio as a means for sharing truth and charity because there's plenty of different ways that you could be doing this and you are doing it other ways by appearances and uh the today's catholic and things like that but why is radio something that's important to you it's a good question i find it easier than tv uh yeah <laughs> you know i can not shave in the morning and no one, <laughs> no one notices, you know. <laughs> you don't have to muss with your hair quite as much. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not a problem for me. But, uh, you and me both. <laughs> no, I think it's a great medium because, you know, when you think about it, the gospel is preached and it's therefore heard. And uh, that sense of hearing God's word and hearing the teachings of the faith, I think, is... Um, great medium i mean it's a gift the lord has given us the gift of hearing and and i think also the, the possibility of reaching more people mm-hmm. rick and laura said they're thankful for all that bishop Rhodes does for our diocese and we're looking forward to seeing him at the evangelium vitae mass and banquet this weekend rick and laura thank you very much you know um some of the listeners may not know about that evangelium vitae mass at the basilica of the sacred heart at notre dame I'll be celebrating the Mass this Saturday evening, and then there's a big banquet, and there's people come from all over the United States. And it's something sponsored by the Notre Dame Center for Ethics and Culture, which is a great center that promotes the the teachings of the church in areas of 
morality and ethics, especially in the area of pro-life. And every year they present the medal to an outstanding pro-life witness. And, and this year they're honoring Professor Marianne Glendon from Harvard, hmm. ha- has served the church so beautifully. And you know, for a time was the U.S. ambassador to the Vatican. She was head of the Vatican delegation at the U.N. summit in Beijing. I mean, she's an incredible intellect, uh, scholar of law. So it really is a great event. So the Evangelium Vitae, which means it's Latin for the gospel of life. It's That was oh. the title of the encyclical by St. John Paul mm-hmm. II on the gospel of life. All right. Truth and Charity, I mentioned we're in our 40th episode here. Uh, any favorite show moments or topics or questions that we've done in the past that, or maybe something that was surprising, like you didn't expect to have that kind of a question or something? You have to think back. You know that episode, or was it two episodes we did with young people, right? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. The high school The yeah. high school kids, uh-huh. yeah. That was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed that dialogue setting. I, I'd be interested to see how, the, how much the listeners like that. That certainly stands out in my mind. I also have enjoyed the opportunity to share my experiences with Catholic Relief Services mm-hmm. because we talked about, and very recently, a month ago or so, about my uh, experience in Ethiopia. Because, you know, I don't see those opportunities that I have as a CRS board member. Uh, It's not just about my going to those countries. I love to help people to know about the uh, the church's work in other countries, especially the tremendous charitable work. Mm -hmm. And to be able to share that with the listeners, that, that I really appreciate the opportunity. But I've enjoyed all the shows, to be honest, Kyle. I mean, it's hard for me to point out one and say, okay, that was my favorite. Uh-huh. I'd say a couple times there might be a question that I answered that afterwards I think, wow, I wish I would have answered that better. <laughs> um, you know, that'll happen every now and then. Yeah. But generally, you know, I am I'm really enjoy the format. and You make it easy for me, so I'm grateful to you. <laughs> well, I have a... A lot of fun doing it, and I've learned so much. Bishop, you have been so supportive of Redeemer Radio. Uh, we don't actually get funds from the diocese, but but you have been such a, a huge support of Redeemer Radio, Catholic Radio, so much so that you agreed to do your own show. So we thank you so much for your support. We appreciate it. It's the least I can do for all that you guys are doing. Well, thank you. Uh, we've actually got a couple questions here if you're up for answering them. Sure. All right. Somebody asked, how many hours per week do you spend in your car? <laughs> And do you pump your own gas? Well, I do pump my own gas, definitely. Uh, I drive myself. I get that question a lot. Do you drive yourself? Yes, I do. I do pump my own gas. Oftentimes, I get that warning light that comes on saying that I'm on E. Uh-huh. And I'm always nervous because I'm heading to a mass or whatever. But as far as um, what was the first part of the question? Uh, how many oh, how hours? Many hours? You, yeah. It really varies. I mean, you know, traveling around the diocese. I don't know. I would say probably an average might be 10, you know, but that's a guess because each week varies. When you're pumping your gas, are you ever wearing your cassock, the whole like the whole garb? No, and usually I'm just in my black clerical suit, but, okay. I, but I have been in my cassock. Yeah. Yeah. That has happened just a few times. And I do get a lot of people like, who is that? You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unless they're Catholic, you know. All right. Well, you have been so busy. I don't know even which highlights to 
to approach here. You were in Ethiopia with CRS. Uh, you had a new election to the chair of the USCCB Committee on Doctrine. You got the special permission to celebrate the memorial of Blessed Solanus Casey Diocese. You had your 60th birthday. What are some highlights maybe of this year so far, maybe the past year? Well, turning 60 definitely wasn't something I celebrated. <laughs> I, I wouldn't call that a, uh, you know. We had a cake and a everything. Highlight. Oh, yeah. Well, the cake and, is good. And the olives. Yeah. And olives the, well, the olives were really good. <laughs> <laughs> if you missed that episode of Truth and Charity, that's, uh, that's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. You know, there's a lot going on. Recently, you know, I've been doing our high school visits. I love doing that. You know, I love spending a day at each of our four high schools, getting to meet the kids and talk in their classes and celebrate mass for them. Of course, I'm on the confirmation circuit right now, Mm -hmm. which keeps me really busy, especially evenings and weekends. But someone said about, oh, that must be a burden. For me, it's, it's not a burden at all. I do get a little tired, but sometimes, but I love it. You know, I enjoy celebrating the confirmations, preaching of confirmations, meeting the, the young people. So that's a real joyful part of my ministry as bishop. And then there's so many times I'm in parishes, you know, various kinds of parish celebrations, mm-hmm. whether they're anniversaries or installing a new pastor, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. But that's probably what I enjoy most about being bishop is being able to go out and to preach and to celebrate the sacraments and Certainly much more enjoyable than the desk work. (laughs) Are you a workaholic? I mean, does the being busy, (laughs) is that like something that you long for? Or would you wish that there was a little more downtime? Or if there's downtime, you just fill it with something else. Yeah, I'm kind of a bit of a, I'll make a confession, a bit of a workaholic. (laughs) I, I do try to keep a balance certainly with my prayer and my work, but I probably don't get, I know, well, I, not probably, I don't get enough exercise. And yeah. I kind of miss that, but that's an ongoing resolution that I fail at more than I'm successful at. Kyle, you know, um, you didn't mention the ordinations coming up. Well, I mean, that's such a highlight, you know, I, I, and I think you were going to mention it. Um, we got a lot coming up, yeah. Oh, okay, because we don't have a lot of time left. So yeah. can I talk about that quick? Please do. Oh, good. Just so everybody knows, I'll be ordaining two men to the diaconate on May 19th, which I'm very grateful for. And that'll be at the Cathedral of Fort Wayne, uh, 11 a.m. Also, the priesthood ordination this year, We I always celebrate priesthood ordination on the first Saturday of June. Okay. So this year it's June 2nd at 11 a.m. at the Cathedral of Immaculate Conception. But what's really historic is I'll be ordaining five men. And so this awesome. is the most our diocese has had in 43 years. Wow. That's amazing. So that's a long time. Yeah. So we can thank God for the gift of these these priestly vocations. And then I'll be ordaining our first class of Hispanic permanent deacons. They've been in formation for four and a half years. So these great. fine young men, I'll be ordaining them on uh, June 23rd at uh, 11 a.m. at St. Matthew's Cathedral in South Bend. So uh, these ordinations are really be highlights. You've asked about highlights of Mm -hmm. the year. For me, certainly the ordinations are a highlight for me. Yeah. And then also you've been launching the the new class of deacons. Has that started yet? No, it'll start in January. So they're still in the process of uh, going through the applications. Right. Yeah. Right. Is it too late for applicants or we're still trying to recruit? You know, that's a good question, Kyle. I forget what the deadline is. I think it might be getting close to the deadline. Okay. All right. Well, if you are a regular listener at this time, you're used to listening to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes, and he's so generous with his time and answering questions that we have. Uh, One of the questions somebody asked was, 
Where do you get your groceries? <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, well, my refrigerator is empty a lot, <laughs> but I, you know, when I'm out at parishes and that, they usually feed me. Yeah. But when I do need to get groceries, you know, living downtown, there's no supermarket. It's a challenge. And then I think, well, I, it's going to take me 15 minutes to go to a supermarket. That's why my refrigerator is empty more than than not. But I go to different ones, Meyer or Kroger or whatever. Uh-huh. Usually if I'm coming back from an event or something, I'll think, okay, I, I'll stop at a supermarket. Yeah. But I don't have one uh, particular one. I, I shop at whatever, you know, I pass when I'm driving. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you mentioned the ordinations that are coming up. You also, uh, I think we'll be talking about this in one of the upcoming episodes of Truth and Charity. We've got it on the list is the pilgrimage that you're leading. We still have space for the Dawson Heritage Pilgrimage this summer in July. We'll have a bus from Fort Wayne, a bus from South Bend, and we're going to go down to the historic cathedral in Bardstown, Kentucky, where which once included our diocese, and then we'll go up to St. Minrad's, Arch Abbey, and the cathedral in Vincennes, which is the first cathedral in the state of Indiana. I've been there. Our first four bishops of Indiana are buried there. And then we'll go to St. Mother Theodore Guerin's shrine in Terre Haute. I'm kind of embarrassed to say I haven't been there yet. Yeah. For the last eight years since I've been here, I've been wanting to go and pray at her tomb. So I think it's going to be a great weekend pilgrimage. So I encourage people to sign up. This question came in. My favorite band is the Beatles. Uh, Do you have a favorite band, Bishop? You know, I can't name one. I mean, I like the Beatles, too. I would say basically 60s and 70s music. You know, I graduated from high school in 75. So I love listening to stuff from the 60s. Some from the 50s, too, but Uh mostly 60s and early 70s. I enjoy that. Simon and Garfunkel. I could go down the line. But, uh, yeah, I don't get to listen to a lot. But sometimes, you know, I'll put Pandora on. And, Uh you know, they have a thing which has 60s music. Right, sure. Kind of lifts my spirits. Very very good. (laughs) So we're wrapping up the Truth and Charity share mashup episode. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks so much to all of the Redeemer Radio listeners who called in a pledge during Bishop's Hour on share Thanks to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union and all of our supporters. We appreciate it so much. It's not too late to donate to Redeemer Radio if you'd like. Just go to RedeemerRadio.com and help support our mission. And as we officially wrap up the episode, we are going to take it back to Bishop and Kyle. Bishop is going to give us a final blessing. Could we get your Episcopal blessing, Bishop? Sure. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now and forever. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.